0: Spoiler alert, one day you will die. You cannot escape, evade, or avoid physical death. Death is an inextricable part of life. Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that He is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. This is Stephen Lambert, with a message entitled, The Appointment No One Will Miss. It is appointed unto all men once to die, after which each will be judged by God. And inasmuch as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this cometh judgment. Hebrews 9, 27 asv for as in adam all die so also in christ all will be made alive 1 corinthians 15:22 spoiler alert one day you will die you cannot escape evade or avoid physical death death is inevitable death is inescapable. Death is unavoidable. Death is an inextricable part of life. Not only that, and I hate to be the one to break it to you, but at this very moment, you are in the process of dying. Everyone is, from the very moment they are born and gasp their first breath. That's the nature of human existence. It is inexorably and constantly traversing toward death. Death entered the mainstream of humankind in the Garden of Eden as a result of the sinful disobedience of Adam and Eve. The wages of sin is death. That is a fixed spiritual law. Adam and Eve died spiritually when they sin against god physical death is a product of spiritual death mankind inherited physical death from its progenitors for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord romans 6:23 god makes it clear in his word that all of mankind, except the second Adam, born to be our kinsman-redeemer, has sinned. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Since the Adamic apostasy of the Garden of Eden, death has reigned over unredeemed humanity. Nevertheless death reigned, from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Romans 5.14. For if by the transgression of the one death reigned through the one, much more those who received the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, will reign in life through the One, Jesus Christ. Romans five seventeen. You can be statistically the healthiest person on the planet, but at this moment, your physical body is in the slow process of death. One day, your body will succumb to death. That's irrefutable fact. What is also fact is that many people who fixate over physical or bodily health and excessively engage in extreme diets and obsessive exercise regimens are actually doing more to hasten the process of death, i.e. killing themselves, than they are attaining the vain goal of attempting to prevent or postpone death. Some people are unnecessarily living a life of demonic, self-inflicted misery and austerity, really religious asceticism, in an attempt to be happy, thinking physical perfection will make them happy. It won't to so think is a complete delusion and illusion. In Solomon's words, quote, vanity and chasing after the wind. End quote. In fact, the Spirit informs us that all this is a product of deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. But the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, by means of the hypocrisy of liars, seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created, to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. For it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. 1 Timothy 4, 1-5 through for such people, what they are unwittingly engaging in is just another, albeit very subtle and to some degree subliminal, form of self righteousness, which is always driven ultimately by a religious spirit. All religion, per se, is a form of vain, humanistic, self-righteousness, and is entirely anti-God and anti-Christ. There is none righteous, no, not one. As it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. Romans 3.10 They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt there is no one who does good not even one psalms 14:3 righteousness right standing with god can be attained by no other means than faith in the righteous one our kinsman redeemer the lord jesus christ he himself as the Son of God and God the Son, proclaimed himself to be the exclusive way. John fourteen six, unto fellowship with God the Father and the door, John 10, 7, and 9, into God's kingdom. Knowing Christ Jesus and being known by him is the only antidote to death, not physical death, but the second death. Revelation 2:11: 2, 26, 2014 and 21:8. Spiritual death. The second death is spiritual death. This is Dr. Stephen Lambert, founder and overseer of Ephesians 4 Network of Churches and Ministers. We are a fellowship of fivefold ministers co-laboring together to accomplish the end times purposes and plans of God. If you are a fivefold minister or aspire to be one, I invite you to visit our website to learn who we are and how we can serve you at Ephesians4.net. That's Ephesians4.net perfect diets, perfect adherence to them, and the most humanly perfect body on the planet will not gain you right standing with God or eternal life. It's all a delusion. It's all carnality relating entirely to the flesh realm. When people of the world and carnal or uninformed purporting christians speak about this tripartite human constitution they almost invariably speak of it in the opposite order of how god created mankind they say body soul and spirit But the order the Holy Spirit of God speaks of the three parts of human constitution is the opposite order, the proper creation order, as evidenced by what the Holy Spirit spoke-slash-wrote through the Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Thessalonians. Quote, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved, complete, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 NASB Even for the genuinely born-again believer, we are the temple or tabernacle of God only because God dwells in our spirit not directly in our physical body. And our human spirit is contained in our physical body during life on earth. One must have an earth suit to live on the earth. The human spirit is the only part of the human tripartite being that is instantaneously regenerated, saved, sanctified. Sozoed at the moment of the rebirth. The soul and the body are not. James revealed that the soul, suke in the Greek, is able to be saved, redeemed, made whole, sanctified, sozoed, as one receives or accepts the word of God as the seed or Sperma in the Greek, of God, implanted into good, believing, accepting, born again, soil of one's human spirit. The redemption of our bodies is the last part of the redemption process and the last event that must occur to complete our adoption as sons of god romans 8:29 it will not occur until the last trumpet of god sounds now i say this brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable behold i tell you a mystery we will not all sleep but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality first corinthians fifteen fifty through 53 separation of the human spirit from its physical sarcophagus is the spiritual definition of physical death for the genuinely regenerated born-again believer to be absent from the body is to be instantaneously present with the Lord. That's the believer's reward. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? But when this perishable will have put on imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory o oh, death where is your victory o oh, death where is your sting 1 corinthians 15:50 50 through 55 does any of this infer that death is random or ungoverned absolutely not god is sovereign over all jesus is Lord over all. He conquered death, hell, and the grave, and passed the spoils of that victory on to every believer. Death is subservient to God. Satan is not in charge of death. The book of Job tells us that in no uncertain terms, not to mention Christ's complete vanquishing of it. But the point is that believers need to put and keep all these matters regarding physical health into the proper perspective. And the proper perspective is contingent upon prioritizing the spiritual over the fleshly or physical. The fact that the redemption of our bodies will not occur until the last trumpet sounds indicates it is the lowest priority in terms of God's plan of human redemption. Indeed, that redemption will be orchestrated entirely by God Himself quote, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, end quote, without any human aid or assistance. Moreover, the fact that physical redemption is the lowest priority in the plan of redemption tells me that those who obsess about their physical bodies especially compared to how much energy, time, thought and effort they spend on their spiritual health and status are very carnal not to mention vain people if the average person spent as much time on their spiritual condition as they did on their physical condition the state of both the world and the church would be far better than it is currently. Are you enjoying this podcast? Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if He would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. To make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. Clearly, there are some people today with all the new diets and dietary aids flooding the market and inundating the public consciousness who obsess far too much regarding their physical bodies. Some high-profile public figures, including some preachers of late, have taken the fixation so far as to having made themselves look totally unhealthy and downright emaciated, giving them a hideous and even scary appearance. Some have aborted their calling to preach the word and resorted to becoming snake oil salesmen, hawking weight loss products, and coaching services, so that you can look as sickly and malnourished as they do. Common sense says that's going overboard with it all. Common sense also says they are placing a very heavy burden upon what cannot be seen, i.e., their internal organs, in order to engender whatever psychological pleasure they derive from such an entirely outward physical appearance. Yet, Scripture repeatedly admonishes believers to concentrate more on the, quote, hidden person of the heart, which is precious in the sight of God, end quote, than on such External appearances, First Peter three four, for example. Now it should go without saying. I am by no means talking about or advocating reckless, unwise disregard for one's physical health, or knowing mistreatment or maltreatment of one's human body. Rather, I'm simply saying believers in particular must keep these matters in the proper perspective. Avoiding such extremes and undue overemphasis, which according to what the Spirit spoke through the Apostle Paul, can be summed up in the statement that, quote, bodily discipline is only of little profit, end quote, juxtaposed to the benefit of genuine godliness but have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, for bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 1 Timothy 4 7 through 8. But this is not something that preachers should be dealing with. You should stick to spiritual matters and leave all these matters to medical professionals, I can hear people saying. Oh, really? Well, that's not what God said. That's not what the inimitable Apostle Paul, who gave us the revelation contained in two thirds of the New Testament, said. Here's what they said about the issue and about my right, yea, duty to, quote, prescribe and teach these things, end quote. In pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished on the words of faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following, but have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, for bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance, for it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers, prescribe and teach these things. 1 Timothy 4, 1-11 through The fact is that the matters of life and death are intrinsically spiritual matters. And the spiritual is what genuinely called, anointed, and appointed spokesmen of God are uniquely equipped and commanded by God to deal in. The spiritual realm is not the realm of medical training and study. By the way, in conclusion, did you know that no less than five times God commanded us to, quote, eat the fat, end quote? Genesis 45.18, Leviticus 7.23, Leviticus 7.24, Nehemiah 8.10, and Ezekiel thirty-four three. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Colossians 3, 1-2 According to what the Word of God teaches on the subject of fleshly finality, the sentiment of the genuine believer in Christ should not be in any way akin to the well-known quote of unknown authorship that says, quote, everyone wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, End quote. We all have an appointment with death that can be neither postponed nor canceled nor should one do anything to hasten it. The fifth Mosaic commandment, Thou shalt not kill, Exodus twenty thirteen, bars all humans from taking the life of any human, including one's own. The only exceptions delineated in Scripture being personal and national self-defense, war, and punishment for certain crimes against other persons it is appointed unto every one once to die god has set our appointment with death he alone knows the day the hour the moment precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his godly ones. Psalms 116.15. This is Stephen Lambert. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible, and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.